You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings Daily Fantasy, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Monday, April the 5th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. We're back. We're ready to break down the Monday card. It's good to have the crew back uh, uh, after the uh, weekend uh, and uh, everybody back in the saddle, ready to get after it here on this Monday uh, with the NHL slate that we have uh, on tap. Uh, Obviously, uh, six games uh, in NHL action uh, tonight to break to seven, actually, uh, on the card tonight. Uh, Looking forward to uh, breaking each game down from a betting perspective. Uh, Alex, we haven't seen you for a couple days, so I'll just throw it to you. How was your weekend? How are things? And uh, NHL-wise, what do you think of what's going on and just in general? Yeah, I mean, it's been, well, it's been an interesting couple of days. And, you know, looking at the scores from uh, yesterday, you know, the biggest thing obviously was the shockingly see the Detroit Red Wings put up five on, on Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, all teams are going to lay an egg at some point, uh, even the good ones. And that's clearly what the case was uh, with the Lightning yesterday. Also looking at, you know, the uh, Arizona and Anaheim game. I had the first period over in that. And what's really interesting is that, you know, we talked about it briefly on Twitter late last night. We kind of mentioned where, you know, a lot of these teams get these leads. They cover these first period overs. And then sometimes, you know, you can catch a good number live to go under with uh, because, you know, these you know teams kind of just, you know, make their adjustments, uh, you know, in, in, during intermission and then slow things down a bit. Uh, and that's exactly what we saw at the Arizona-Anaheim game. It, it, it was a 3-2 final in overtime. 
Yeah, we are noticing a pattern where it's not every game. Uh, there's going to be some games where it still goes over the total for the full game. We did see that with Detroit-Tampa. We saw that with Washington-New Jersey yesterday. But there were a lot of games last night. You got that little flurry of goals early, like with the Arizona-Anaheim game, and then it just stopped after that, uh, and it stayed under the total. So uh, that's why for now, and you're going to notice that, I'm on a few overs tonight as always, but I'm splitting up each over between the first period and the full game. It's not something I expect to be doing the rest of the season because things will change a little bit, but right now we're in that part of the year. I think a product of it is too, with these games being so important, we're getting close to the trade deadline, a month left in the regular season. When teams are in a close game or a one goal game late, they're really tightening it up. It's keeping the amount of goals that we see in the second and in the third period in particular to be not quite as plentiful uh, as they would be otherwise with so much at stake, points on the line, all of these games obviously being divisional games. So it makes the points uh, even more of a premium that are at stake, you know, on a game to game basis. So uh, that's definitely something I think to factor into the handicap as well uh, with uh, totals right now in the NHL. Uh, I, I definitely had fun with my Patrick Lyon, a rant. And I know a lot of people uh, like that yesterday uh, on the show. Uh, and sure enough, he lives up to it. And he shows that I'm hundred percent right with his performance yesterday against Florida, which included a bad turnover in the neutral zone that led directly to a Florida goal. Uh, in that game against Columbus. So uh, bad times for that team uh, as they lose again yesterday. But let's get to uh, uh, the card here for this uh, Monday night. We'll start with the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens here. Uh, Montreal's taken a little bit of money here, up to minus 130 uh, and even minus 135 in some spots with the Canadiens as home favorites, the total six across the board uh, in this game. Uh, Should be an interesting matchup here. This is a rematch. These teams played just a week ago. And if you remember, I was on Montreal in that game, citing the fact that the Canadians were uh, coming off the COVID pause. I figured that they were pretty much rested, ready, and focused to be bringing a pretty good effort, you know, following the pause, jump on an Edmonton Oilers team that played the night before, went a game that went to overtime against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Montreal sure did uh, with a nice victory uh, in that one against the Edmonton Oilers. So it's a little revenge spot here for Edmonton. They haven't played since Friday when they beat the Calgary Flames. Um, Who isn't beating the Calgary Flames uh, right now? But the Oilers took care of business against them Monday night. Mike Smith back in net for them tonight uh, in this game. Carey Price uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. And the Montreal Canadiens coming off, obviously, a loss to Ottawa on Saturday. Uh, Really weird game. Montreal didn't play that poorly, to be honest with you. But uh, every single shot, every single chance that Ottawa got was going in the net. It was probably not the greatest of... Uh, games for Price, who had been pretty good prior to Saturday night's game. They uh, absolutely put the boots to Ottawa Thursday night. I think you got to give the Senators credit. DJ Smith, Brady Kachuk talked about it. They didn't get to the net enough in the se- in the Thursday night loss to Montreal, where they got blanked pretty much in that game. Uh, but they really did a better job of that, creating traffic, creating havoc in the crease area, making life a little bit more difficult uh, on Carey Price. And so many of the goals were just a result of hard work and just you know, winning one-on-one battles, which they did more of uh, in the win against Montreal. So you got the Habs off a, a loss that I'm sure doesn't sit well with them. So I think they bring it. I think Edmonton will as well because they lost to Montreal pretty decisively just a week ago. I'd lean a little to Edmonton with the price being where it is now. I mean, you're talking plus 110 with still what I think is a little bit better Oilers team. But with Montreal staying at home, playing a little bit better, I know that I'll give them a mulligan for the loss to Ottawa. I'd expect them to have a pretty good game here. Lean to Edmonton, and I lean a little bit to the over, but 
Uh, not going to get involved probably side or total uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here with the Oilers and the Canadians? Yeah, I lean with Edmonton as well, but it's not going to be a, an official play for me. Uh, you know, you look at the that last matchup, you know, Montreal been off, he said, you know, do the quarantine for 10 days. Uh, and then they caught, you know, uh, Edmonton in a bit of a flat spot. The third game in four nights, they just come off of an emotional overtime uh, game before they played. And so, uh, you know, th- that energy wasn't there and they got shut out for nothing. So I can see where, they, you know, be a, a little bit of revenge, a little bit of, you know, they want to, you know, kind of make amends for that, having that bad of a loss. Uh, he said, and they're still, you know, looking like the better team overall. So just a lean with the Oilers. Yeah, Montreal getting Tyler Toffoli back recently from injury, too. So big boost. And Josh Anderson's starting to get his offense going again. And he's still been very good all season. He went through a little bit of a downward uh, you know, spiral a little bit in terms of offensive production. But you've still got to be impressed with the season he's given uh, this Montreal Canadiens team. Just at both ends of the ice, physical presence. Doesn't mind dropping the gloves every now and then. Has given them uh, a lot more offense than maybe they anticipated. So uh, definitely should be a good one tonight, Oilers and Canadians. I leaned to Edmonton, but if the price climbs any higher, uh, I might get involved. But for now, it's a pass. Uh, Philadelphia, Boston. We've got the Bruins minus 170 uh, home favorites here. Total five and a half across the board uh, in this game. Uh, Boston Bruins, uh, we're waiting and waiting and waiting for their offense to uh, finally show something. Well, they sure did on Saturday uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Seven goal outburst uh, for the Boston Bruins in that game. Uh, and I'll give the Bruins credit in the fact that they got their big guns playing. Finally, it was a great game for Marshawn, Bergeron, Posternock, especially, although Posternock was taken off the top line by Bruce Cassidy during that game against Pittsburgh. He broke up the perfection line. And, you know, everyone's always, uh, you know, hands in the air saying, what are you doing, Bruce? This is one of the best lines in hockey. Well, together, they had been kind of struggling, kind of slumping with their offensive game. So he made that subtle line change, put Posternock with David Krejci uh, on the Bruins' second line. And boy, did they ever, did he ever get it going on that second line for the uh, Boston Bruins? Played a great game. Uh, we'll see if that can carry over here for the uh, Bruins tonight as they uh, had an offensive outburst and onslaught against a Pittsburgh team that, you know, has been playing pretty solid uh, defensive hockey for the better part of the nice run that they've put together. So that's good news for Boston they finally found the back of the net at a little bit of an outburst and explosion uh, offensively. Uh, that might be trouble for Philly. I think the last thing the Philadelphia Flyers want to see and want to hear as well. Boston got their offense going just the game before they've got to play our civ defense and our struggling goaltending. Uh, and that's exactly what the Flyers might get here. So Carter Hart, I watched that game and scrutinized that game a lot the other night uh, against the New York Islanders. This was his first game after they basically sent him away on a sojourn so to speak, and say, get your mind right, get your head right, clear the cobwebs, try to find some semblance of your game again. I thought it was a better game from Carter Hart, but you do have to keep in mind, I thought the Flyers played an airtight, strong defensive game against uh, the Islanders, and they helped him out a lot as well. They made a lot of the shots, you know, shots that he could see, shots that he could stop. Uh, So you have to factor that in mind. I still need further convincing that, you know, Carter Hart's, put the struggles behind him and you know with Boston getting their offense going the other night uh, that worries me a little bit here so I'm on the this is one of the games I like the over but as I mentioned at the onset of the show with the trend of a lot of goals early and not quite as many later in games it may not stay this way forever uh, but for the overs at least for tonight uh, I'm going to go with the first period full game split 
when it comes to the over. So I'm on the first period over one and a half, and I'm on the full game over five and a half here at minus 110 with the uh, Flyers and the Bruins. As far as the side goes, I'm not laying the price with Boston. I don't trust Philly enough to take them, so it's not, not a game I'm involved in from a side perspective. It is going to be Dan Vladar. That is indeed the case in net for the Bruins tonight. Uh, Yaroslav Halak on the COVID-19 reserve list. So with Rask already injured, and now you've got uh, Yaro Halak on the uh, COVID-19 reserve list for the Bruins, you could be saying a lot more of Dan Vladar uh, in net for the uh, Boston Bruins in the foreseeable future. Uh, had a great first start. Wasn't as good the last time uh, he was in net. Uh, we'll see if he can uh, play well tonight, but I think the Flyers can uh, score some goals. Boston can as well. I think you get goals both ways. And I like the first period and full game over with the Flyers and Bruins. It'll be a split bet half and half. So normally, you know, I've got a half unit on a full game over. In this case, I would go quarter unit, first period over quarter unit, full game over. It's just splitting it up in half is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flyers taking on the Bruins. Yeah, you know, you make some interesting points about looking at, at these overs. And that first period over, I, I would be a little tempted to play that, uh, especially now that Dan Vladar is going to be the starter for the time uh, being. And, of course, we know the, the issues with uh, both of the Philly goaltenders right now. So uh, I would lean with that first period over. And I also would slightly lean to Boston in regulation. Uh, Boston's won the last five meetings. This is the first time I played since the, the game out in Lake Tahoe. Uh, and this, you know, could be one of those games, like you said, where, you know, with Boston getting their offense rolling against the Philly team that still hasn't found their footing defensively, uh, this, this game could get out of hand. So if, if it does, I would shot to see uh, Boston win this in a blowout. All right, we got to uh, here. This could be the game of the night now coming up. Uh, Colorado and actually, you know what? Forgot the, the write-in game at the bottom of the rotation is a 7 o'clock game. Uh, Eastern time. So we'll do that one first. Ottawa and uh, Winnipeg. Uh, we've got Winnipeg minus 200. Uh, home favorites here, the total six uh, across the board uh, in this game. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, you look at uh, what they've done lately. Uh, they're a team that's obviously coming off back-to-back -back losses to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Really no shame in that uh, with the way Toronto's playing right now. It's the first time all year the Jets had lost back-to-back -back games in regulation on home ice. And now they're home facing Ottawa, an Ottawa team coming off a very, very impressive uh, upset win against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, but not a team that I necessarily expect can string one game and win it, maybe always get it to carry over into the next game. You always worry about that with Ottawa. And on the road, they've not been quite as good as they've been at home. Winnipeg sitting there stewing after back-to-back -back losses, knowing they have to right the ship. I think it's a very, very solid bet-on situation here uh, for the Winnipeg Jets uh, in this game. Uh, you're not getting a bargain. You're not getting a bargain. And I, I feel a little bit hesitant to go puck line with Winnipeg because sometimes somehow, some way, Ottawa keeps themselves competitive, uh, keeps themselves in games for the most part, and their their, their work ethic for, for most games uh, is there. I know they got shut out or they had a bad game against Montreal last Thursday night, but I think that was more of a product of Montreal just playing really well. I don't think it was a lack of uh, a trying from Ottawa. It was just a, a really good game all around by uh, the Montreal Canadiens in that game. Of course, they get the uh, upset win Saturday night. I'm going to go with Winnipeg, but I'm going to go a little bit safer here and go with them in regulation time here. Minus 135 uh, is the price with the Winnipeg Jets uh, in regulation. So again, you've seen better prices than that. Uh, in certain other spots, and 
games with the favorite on the regulation line, but I'm still going to go with it. I feel a little bit more safer with that option rather than the puck line. But I think the Jets bounce back. They're certainly still the better of these two teams. They haven't lost three in a row all season on home ice. Uh, Jets in regulation for me, minus uh, 135. Perhaps the over as well, because this this feels like a spot maybe where the Jets explode a little bit, get that offense rolling. I mean, losing back-to-back to the Leafs with uh, Jack Campbell, the way he's going right now, there's absolutely no shame in that. Too much offense uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So I, a lot of things. I like Winnipeg and regulation most of all, but I wouldn't talk you out of the full game over or the Jets team total uh, over uh, as well uh, in this game. Alex, what do you think here with uh, Ottawa-Winnipeg? Yeah, I would lean with Winnipeg and regulation as well. It's a, it's a bit high of a price for regulation, but I would say it makes sense with the regular money line being uh, you know, minus $2, almost you know, 210 in some spots. Uh, like I said, I think this would, get, would be a good bounce back spot for Winnipeg. Uh, and like I said, it's a, a team that knows they need to do better, especially at home. They've lost four of the last six at home, so it's important for them to get uh, you know get their morale boost going with a home win tonight. Yeah, and of course, in that neck and neck race with Toronto and Edmonton. So, and the Oilers are playing well. The Leafs keep winning. You know, they want to keep themselves in that mix. So. Uh, a lot of things that I might – I think I might add the Jets team total as well, but I like the Winnipeg and regulation more than anything uh, in that one. Next, now we'll go to the, maybe the game of the night, Colorado and Minnesota. Uh, Colorado minus 170, uh, road favorites, total 5.5 across the board. The Avalanche are just awesome right now. They're fantastic, both ends of the ice. You know, their offense has now lived up to the kind of scoring ability that we thought this team had because we know they have one of the best top lines going with Landeskog, Ranton, and McKinnon. But look at the way, uh, you know, Brandon Sod's chipped in, Burakovsky's chipped in. You know, they're getting scoring from uh, a bunch of different sources. You know, we've seen Jonas Donskoy all of a sudden hit the scoreboard multiple games in a row. Their, their defense is rock solid. Even with Bowen Byram still battling injury, and Eric Johnson's been out forever, and yet they've still shown an incredible ability on the back end to transition the puck from defense to offense, get the rush going. Just an ex- extremely mobile team good in both zones, good in all areas, not a lot of flaws with Colorado. Um, All that being said, though, you're talking about minus 170 on the road against a Minnesota team that's, what, 13-3 and at the XL Energy Center this year? It's a pretty damn good home record. And if there's one spot that the Minnesota Wild have circled on their schedule and circled on their calendar for weeks, it's this game right here tonight against the Colorado Avalanche because they got humbled big time when they played in Denver uh, in those back-to-back games against the Avalanche recently. Uh, However, Minnesota, you know, they had the little stumble there in San Jose, uh, bounced back to beat Vegas at T-Mobile Arena, not once but twice in a row. Very impressive here. I think we have a competitive game, you know, especially with this being Minnesota at home, the incentive to really, really show themselves uh, better than they did against Denver and show that we got a better game. We're better than what we showed against the Avalanche. Uh, in Denver when we played them earlier this season. Now, maybe Colorado's just too much for Minnesota, and part of me believes that could be the case. But I know you're going to get whatever A game, whatever best punch Minnesota and the Wild can throw at Colorado. I think you're going to get it from them uh, tonight in this game. Uh, I mentioned this on Morency's show last night when we talked about this game, and I'm going to mention it here. I think the draw is very live in this game. I think we could see a situation where this is a competitive game tight one goal game let's not forget Colorado just barely beat a a pretty bad porous struggling St. Louis team by a goal uh, the other night so I think this is a one goal game and if you think it's going to be a tight competitive one goal game 
You can sprinkle on the draw at a pretty good price. It's upwards of plus 350, you know, in a lot of spots, the draw in this game. That's actually something I'm going to bet and put on the card. I'm not the draw uh, high-volume guy that Alex is with those, uh, but definitely this one piques my interest that maybe we get a game that goes beyond uh, regulation. So for me, I'm going to go Colorado-Minnesota draw. I'm also going to go split first period full game uh, over in this game as well, one and a half and five and a half, as I do think we'll see just enough offense from both sides in a game that I think will get pace and we'll get both teams being aggressive from the onset here. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts with this one? Big matchup, Avalanche Wild. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. And this is the first period I love the most on the board tonight. Uh, you, you can get it at minus $1.10, minus $1.05 you shop around. That's absolutely crazy right now. You got Colorado that has gone on a 5-0 and run to the first period over 10-1 and their last 11. Uh, and also five of the last eight meetings between these two teams have gone over in the first period. So that's an a, a excellent price for the, this offense that's absolutely clicking with Colorado. And he says it's a wild team coming back home where they've been playing much better hockey. So – uh, he said, I think it could be a back and forth battle. I can see the draw cashing as well, but I like this first period over. All right. First period over uh, one and a half near even money with that uh, for the first period over with Colorado and Minnesota, Vegas and St. Louis. We've got Vegas minus 135 to minus 140 uh, road favorites here. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the over. This is another game for me that is a first period full game over split uh, over one and a half first period over five and a half full game. As far as the side goes, I'm also on the Golden Knights here. Uh, even laying a moderate price on the road. Look, St. Louis stinks right now. I don't know how else you can think it. I don't know how else you could think, how else you could uh, say it at this point in time with the St. Louis Blues. They're just not a good hockey team. Their offense has cooled off. The defense is in shambles. I've said it ad nauseum. Uh, it's been a, it's like a broken record at this point, but it's hard to win games when Pareko and Gunnarsson, two of your better stay-at-home defensemen, are out. And that remains the case. They've struggled on the back end ever since then. Bennington's fighting the puck. And the guy that's in net tonight for the St. Louis Blues, Billy Huso, he might even be worse uh, than Jordan Bennington. His numbers are horrendous uh, so far this season in you know uh, a lesser amount of games played and sample size. I understand that, but he just hasn't been all that effective. Vegas losing back-to-back -back home games to the Minnesota Wild. It's a great bounce-back spot. I still think they're the better of these two teams. So I don't mind the reasonable price. I mean, maybe if this is a little higher, minus 150 or more, I'm not involved. Minus 135 to minus 140. Good. It's the price is uh, just enough in my range here, my wheelhouse, to take the Golden Knights here. I think they are the better team, and they can take advantage of just a, a struggling St. Louis team, just not having an easy time of it, finding ways to win hockey games at this point in time. So uh, to me, I like Vegas here, uh, minus 140, and also the first period over, full game over split. Uh, in this matchup. Alex, your thoughts here with the Golden Knights and the Blues? Yeah, I like this uh, first period over as well. You can find this around $1.10, $1.15 uh, if you shop around. Like you said, this is a Vegas team that would be looking to bounce back uh, after having a couple of flag performances like said, against Minnesota. And, uh, you know, it's the St. Louis team, like you said, they've been struggling uh, not just at home, but on the road as well. They're just They've just been losing games left and right. Uh, you know, can't get any consistency, like I said, in net between Bennington and Huso. Uh, he was projected to start, if I'm not mistaken. I was seeing that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was the first one off the ice at uh, yep, practice. He's in. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I like this first period over quite a bit. I can think we're going to see some goals uh, early. And then this might be one where I would probably look to maybe grab a better price with the live under. If this cashes, if it's a 2-1 first period, you can probably get an under around 8.5, uh, which you know still means you can cash your original over, but you might be able to have like a bit of a middle spot. So. 
There, all right, good stuff, Alex, like in the first period over here as well with the Golden Knights and the Blues. And we welcome back Jimmy uh, Murphy, who's been uh, hard working, uh, putting that pencil to paper. Well, not anymore. That's the way you did it 20, 30 years ago. Pen to paper, pencil to paper, whatever the case may be. Typing up the storm, getting his articles uh, all done uh, for Boston Hockey now and all the various other uh, places he's uh, writing for. But, Jimmy, good stuff. Welcome aboard. We've missed you. I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, we've gone through the uh, first few games here, uh, Edmonton, Montreal, uh, Philly, Boston. Obviously, you'll have a good take on that. Ottawa, Winnipeg, Colorado, Minnesota, Vegas, St. Louis. Uh, uh, give us the uh, quick hitter style of those games. What are you thinking about them? Well, I'll start with the one I'm just fresh off writing about there, and I apologize for that guy. It turned into a kind of chaotic afternoon with the news out of Boston that goalie Yaro Halak, remember the Bruins already without Tuka Rask, uh, goalie Yaro Halak is on the NHL COVID list after testing positive this morning. Uh, no further details were given. Hopefully they said they will have some uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, and as far as it goes to them, that means Dan Vladar, who actually was slotted in to start tonight anyhow. He had been backing up Halak. Uh, he will go between the pipes tonight against the Flyers. But, you know, pending Halak's status, uh, we don't know what's going to happen going forward tomorrow. Jeremy Swayman will back up Vladar. So you would think if Halak can't go tomorrow, Tuka Rask has already been ruled out tonight and tomorrow. Uh, he will be on the uh, team's upcoming three-game road trip, though. But if if Halak can't go tomorrow, that looks like it's going to be another NHL rookie goalie in Jeremy Swayman out of University of Maine who's having a great season in Providence. will get the nod for the Bruins uh, tomorrow night in Philly. But as for this game, guys, I mean, this goes without saying how big this game is, I think, for both teams right now. Uh, I, I tend to think that if the Flyers were to somehow get swept out of this two-game set by the Bruins, they're going to blow it up. I've been talking to scouts left and right, uh, you know, with the trade deadline coming right now, and, you know, they need this team to step up character-wise and get some gutsy wins here. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, the Bruins, obviously, in a similar situation. They lose two, then they're suddenly tied for that last spot. So I think in terms of confidence going forward, this is huge. The Bruins think they may have turned a corner goal-wise the other day against Pittsburgh. They had five, two games ago against New Jersey. We'll see. For that reason, I'm going to stay away from the side, guys, because I just think it's going to be one of those toss-ups. I'd actually, if I was going to do anything, I would go with a draw. Um, but I'm going to get all over this over tonight. Uh, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game right now. I think that, that things are starting to come for the Bruins offensively. It's what's going on defensively in between the pipes that worries me. So, uh, And then you look at the Flyers, too. They haven't exactly been defensive stalwarts. So I will go with the over in this game. All right, I we agree. Uh, definitely, we talked about that game earlier. We all like the over in some uh, way, semblance. Uh, I'm on the first period and the full game over, split it in half uh, in that one. And yeah, I'm with you in terms of. And look, the Bruins give them credit. They need they needed that offense to get rolling. It did on Saturday. The power play looked better. And give uh, Bruce Cassidy credit. Move Poster knocked down with Krejci's line, and hey, it worked. People think, hey, what are you doing breaking up the big three? Well, sometimes you got to do that. You know, you can't keep status quo. Things aren't working. You got to adjust a little. He did that. Pasternak with uh, Rachie on the second. It worked. Sparked him. Sparked the whole team. So credit to Cassidy there. Good adjustments. Good coaching. Yeah, for sure, guys. And, you know, I, I think sometimes that takes a lot of gall, right? I mean, remember, he's got to run. He surely has to run that by his captain, who's the center of uh, the usual line. It has Pasternak on the right and Martian on the left. So, I mean, I'm sure Patrice had a lot of input in that, but, you know, right now they got to do what's best for the team. It can't be about, you know, playing where guys are used to or where they're comfortable with. It doesn't matter right now. If you want to win in the NHL right now and you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to get very uncomfortable. You guys mentioned the, the Montreal Canadiens-Edmonton Oilers game. 
I think that's, you know, I'll segue that into the Canadians. This is a team that I, I just think for some reason, they, they don't think they can, you know, they think that they can just win on skill alone. Uh, and this has happened too many times with that team. And I think two things are going on right now. I think too many guys are comfortable in that lineup, aren't getting pushed enough. But I think the biggest thing, and we'll go back to it, and we, we kind of got silenced a bit by him for a few games, but Carey Price is a freaking mess. I mean, are you seeing the goals he's letting in? There's just like three goals he should have had the other night. And, you know, maybe they win that game. Clearly the team didn't have it in them. And a guy like Carey Price is dependent upon, he's paid the big bucks, to make those stops when the team is flat in front of him. He's not doing that, and he hasn't done it for a long time. He's been mediocre at best. And, you know, I'm going to go in this game right now with another over because I just don't – I don't like the way the Canadians are going goaltending and defensively defense-wise. And I think Edmonton's going to come in, especially after what the Canadians did to them before. You know, the Canadians shut down Connor McDavid. It was last week. Uh, just really dominated the Oilers. I think it was something like a 4 nothing game. Uh, so I'm going to take two things. I like the over in this, and I also like the Oilers in regulation uh, for this game. All right, there you go. Oilers in regulation. Heck of a price, too, on that. Uh, they're already a slight underdog for the game. You bump that up to, obviously, the three-way money line or regulation, depending on what you want to call it. Uh, you get an even better price there uh, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so, uh, and you're uh, price uh, to Price's defense, he was better prior to Saturday. He was, was actually playing a right. lot better. Saturday was one of those games where you know what yeah. team's not got their A game. You'd like to see Price elevate at, at certain uh, games like that when you know the team in front of you is not playing their best, a little bit lethargic like they were. I think they beat Ottawa so handily Thursday night. They thought it's just going to be a cakewalk here Saturday uh, against them. Not, but Ottawa works their tail off. You got guys like a Chuck yeah. care compete every single night uh, and Montreal took them aback. And that's why Ottawa took that game from them. Yeah, guys. I mean, and this is why I like how anyone can sleep on the Ottawa senators at this point in the season, given the, the you know, how scrappy they've been. And, and a lot of the, they pulled off plenty of upsets. Let's face it, guys. I mean, they've, if you've been betting the Senators at times as they're under as an underdog, which they usually are, uh, you, you've probably won some pretty big money if you've been trying to ride that because they, they've been scrappy. And I, I don't get how anyone could look ahead of them. But one team that I don't think will look ahead of them, and you, you guys said you've been on the Jets' sends, I can give Winnipeg. you a page. Yep. Yeah, so I, I like I like the Winnipeg Jets' uh, puck line in this. Uh, it's kind of been sort of up and down for Ottawa, right? They're always scrappy. Um, I don't think they're going to get blown out by any means. I could see a 2-1, a 3-1, maybe a 4-2 here, but – I like the Jets uh, to come through in this game. And then what was the other game you guys already did? All right. So Edmonton regulation was plus 175. He likes Winnipeg okay. puck line. Jimmy puck line, of course, has to come out at least once. It has here in this game. Colorado, Minnesota should be a good one here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Colorado Avalanche in regulation to get a little more value there. I, I like the Avs right now. Look at them to kind of put the pedal to the metal here and storm into the playoffs. All right, so there you go. We've got the uh, uh, we've got the uh, Colorado Avalanche in regulation for Jimmy minus one twenty and Vegas St. Louis, and then you're all caught up. Yeah, this is a weird one, huh? I mean, these are two teams, guys. That let's face it, are wasting points. They're they're just giving away points that they should have uh, and accumulate. And this has been a trend for them. I think Vegas could be a lot further ahead than anyone you could argue. Even Colorado, uh, with some of the ups and downs, Colorado and the ebb and flow of a season Colorado had at times. Um, so I think this is a game that Vegas is looking at knowing that, and I just don't like St. Louis this season and more and more, they've just disappointed me and frustrated me. Um, so I'm going to go with another Jimmy puck line here. You get some really good value. I'm looking at a plus plus one eighty 
Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights minus one and a half. All right, Vegas Golden Knights puck line minus one and a half plus one eighty. I'm on the on the money line, just a little safer. But yeah, I think the St. Louis. It's hard to back them right now. Uh, not a team playing well. Again, Pareko and Gunnarsson, I'm going to say it over and over again. That is the exact moment the defense started falling apart for the St. Louis Blues. When those two guys got injured, those two guys uh, got out of the lineup due to injury. They have not defended anywhere close to the level uh, that they have before. And that is absolutely concerning uh, for me. Uh, and, and it has ever since. And the goaltending has been marginal. Bennington's been mediocre at best. Billy Huso did have a good game his last start, but before that had been pretty wretched. Uh, so they've got issues defending right now. And even the offense has gone back uh, down to earth, declined a little bit in recent games. So uh, definitely all of us with some concerns for the Blues and the way they're trending right now. Hell, they're not going to make the playoffs at this rate, guys. Arizona and San Jose are knocking right on their door and ready to kick the door down and say, guess what? We're going to steal your playoff spot from you. Because Arizona's in better form than St. Louis right now. San Jose is certainly in better form right now uh, than St. Louis. So this team is playing with fire. Uh, they might not make the playoffs unless they wake up in a hurry, uh, this St. Louis Blues team. All right, speaking of teams that need to wake up in a hurry, although it may be too late for them, the Calgary Flames uh, hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got Toronto minus 160, uh, road favorites, total five and a half across the board. Uh, this team just can't find a way to get it done right now, Calgary. It really is. I mean, and even last night, they have a good start to the game. They get up two to one. They have chances. They don't get that third goal to give them an insurance, a goal to give them a little bit of a cushion. Uh, Galchenyuk ties the game at two for the Leafs in the second period. And the third period, with that game tied, I expect Calgary desperation and urgency to take over. And the Leafs were the team making the plays. Calgary misplays. A, a little bit of a bad luck play for poor Noah Hannafin. Uh, in, it is a miserable third period for Noah Hannafin. The third goal for the Leafs which ended up being the game winner. It goes banks off him and into the net past David Riddick. And then the fourth goal, Matthews beats him to the front of the net. I mean, he lost coverage, Noah Hannafin did, on Austin Matthews on that fourth goal to make it 4-2 Toronto. So uh, this is definitely a Calgary team that's just struggling with confidence. You know, everybody was excited when Daryl Sutter came on board and they had uh, a few wins at the beginning of his tenure. And since then, it's like, I think, 1-7 for this team now in their last eight games since that 3-0 start under head coach Daryl Sutter. Uh, it's just a team that's having a rough go. And last night was their night, in my opinion, to maybe beat Toronto. That's why I liked Calgary last night. Michael Hutchinson's in net. Uh, it's the Leafs off two big wins against the Jets. Maybe they're a little bit lethargic, and they were. The game was there to be had for the Flames. They were up 2-1 to one at one point, and they couldn't finish the deal. And now they've got to try to win the next game here against the Leafs. Oh, and you got to face a guy that's 8-0 as a starting goalie. Uh, Jack Campbell with uh, immaculate numbers. Uh, Jacob Markstrom in net for the Flames, and he's kind of struggled a little bit in recent games. He hasn't played as well lately. Uh, they have just not given me any indication that they can beat good teams as well. This Calgary team, they lost to Edmonton, another good team Friday night, lost last night. They're not stepping up in class very well. I'm just keeping it simple. Leafs are rolling right now. Calgary can't get out of their own way. I'm on the Leafs in regulation here around even money. Minus 105, minus 110. Pretty good price uh, on that bet. Alex, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with uh, Toronto and, and regulation. Like you said, this is a Calgary team that, you know, the change just hasn't worked over for them. Uh, he said they went 3-0 first with Sutter, and now they've lost seven of the last eight. Uh, like I said, they, they you know, put themselves in, in too much of a hole now, uh, you know, barring something crazy to happen uh, for them to come out of it. This is like what Toronto's playing right now. Toronto's also won – 
five of the last six meetings uh, against them. So I, I would like the Leafs here, like I said, at, at an even money price and regulation. Yeah, even money, really good value, I think, with Leafs uh, in regulation. Uh, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait for the Flames to put up a win, show that urgency, find a way, and they're just not finding a way. Simple as that. Jimmy, what do you think, Toronto, Calgary? Well, I think, uh, you know, in the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Toronto right now, unlike Montreal, um, there's nights when they don't have it and their veterans or at times their goalie, Campbell, has picked them up, right? When the, when the big guns sometimes go silent, They've got guys. They, that's why they brought in experience like Jason Spesser or Joe Thornton. And I think that's paying off right now because these these can be the doldrums of the season at this point, especially when you're starting to pull away. It's going to be easy to maybe relax a bit, but these veterans aren't letting them do that. So I like the Leafs in this as well. I think they roll. Give me the Leafs puck line. All right, Jimmy, puck line part three Leaf on this card. Toronto, minus <laughs> one and a half plus 165 uh, for the Leafs. Uh, for Jimmy Murphy in this one. Final game on this Monday card, it's the Arizona Coyotes, Los Angeles Kings, LA minus 130, uh, home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under here uh, in this game. Uh, Aiden Hill has just been confirmed in net for Arizona, and that was just okay. a few minutes ago. And there was talk that they might get give a Prosvitov uh, a start in net uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, with Hill starting last night, but they don't want to do that just yet. Uh, they're going to roll with Hill on back-to-back -back nights after uh, Arizona rallied uh, to beat the Anaheim Ducks 3-2 to two, uh, last night. We'll see if they can keep it going. They're battling for that last playoff spot with St. Louis uh, and San Jose. Uh, tough spot, though, second of back-to-backs. That being said, I'm more and more interested with Arizona if the price keeps climbing on L.A. L.A. is definitely struggling at this point in time, no question. I know they had that one you know, pretty staggering, stunning win against Vegas, but if you take that result off their recent schedule – you know, it, it, it's a game where uh, they have struggled against uh, every other opponent they've played, really, the last couple of weeks. They've struggled badly against San Jose. Uh, you know, they couldn't even beat Anaheim in a couple of those games. So it's been a really uh, tough stretch of hockey lately uh, for the L.A. Kings. The spots definitely, from a scheduling perspective, uh, in their favor. I don't like that Aiden Hill's starting on back-to-back -back nights. I don't like backing goalies in that situation. Look at Jake Ottinger for Dallas. He had to play both games this weekend against Carolina. He wasn't quite as good the second time around and it faced a lot of shots the night before, kind of like Aiden Hill last night. You know, I don't know if he's going to be razor sharp this time around. So to me, it's a pass in this game all around, maybe a slight lean to the over, but worry about the Kings offense, which has kind of struggled to find the back of the net for sure in recent games. Alex, what do you think here? Arizona, L.A.? Yeah, I like this first period over. You can get this at even money. And like you said, you know, Arizona now riding Aiden Hill, you know, second night of, of a back-to-back. Uh, you know, he could be a bit rusty, and that might help out uh, L.A. as far as offense goes. And they said this Arizona team, they're 7-2 and two to the first period under in their last nine games. Uh, they've either been scoring goals early or allowing goals uh, early, a couple of those. So uh, I think we'll see, you know, this will probably have more of a, of a steadier pace to start the game. I think we'll see maybe goals both ways and then kind of slow down and taper off a little bit later. All right, like in the uh, first period over. Uh, one and a half for LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes. And uh, yeah, I mean, for Arizona, you know, this is an opportunity in the schedule for them to rack up points. You know, Anaheim, now you've got LA tonight. And I'll give Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, uh, Connor Garland credit. Those are the guys that have stepped up. Phil Kessel, I know he gets, you know, criticized a lot, but he's been really good the last week or two. He's starting to really give you that offensive production. You hope he consistently gives you all season long, which doesn't always happen. But right now, He's got it going. We've got it cooking a little bit for the Coyotes. Jimmy, uh, what do you think here? Coyotes, Kings. 
Well, I, I think I think it's great you bring up Phil Kessel there. I think it's he's an interesting uh, story right now, right? Because let's face it, uh, maybe a week or two ago, you probably thought this could be a guy that gets dealt uh, to a contender at the trade deadline. Maybe somebody needs him, and you know, maybe he got wind of that and he started playing better to kind of increase his value. And in the process, he's helped the Coyotes go into contention right now. And all of a sudden, it's a different story being written there. So uh, I like I think they're a great story there. I think Rick Tockett deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I'm going to go with them uh, to get the win again here. Uh, I'm going to take them on the money line, the Arizona Coyotes. All right, plus 115 is what you can get with the uh, money line on the Arizona Coyotes in some spots. Plus 110 to a plus 115 uh, with Arizona here uh, in this game. And uh, apparently the chat is telling me that the uh, Minnesota Twins have gone up 6 nothing, and that matters to me a little bit because I have the team total over 4.5. So I'm very happy to see that uh, for the uh, Minnesota Twins there in that game. But uh, different sport, uh, park the baseball elsewhere. It's a hockey show, and that's where we're at here with the uh, Ice Guys. Great stuff. With Alex and with Jimmy, great to have them back. I missed them, missed them over the weekend. They're like family to me. Uh, it's like part of my family yeah. hasn't isn't here, and they're not here. So great to have them back here uh, on this Monday show. Uh, before we get to best bets, DraftKings, you see the uh, logo on the screen. We're gonna have that logo on the screen now for every episode on YouTube moving forward. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, I'll tell you: download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account. Uh, use the promo code THPN. This is still a great year to be able to, you know, download the DraftKings app and sign up for an account. You've got a championship game in the NCAA tournament tonight, Major League Baseball every single day, NBA and NHL down the stretch of the regular season, NFL draft later this month, and DraftKings will have up NFL draft props for that uh, later this month. You know, players drafted from a certain conference over under. There's going to be so many different, you know, props that will be available for the NFL draft, great time of year to be downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for that account. You'll get uh, deposit bonuses, weekly specials, incentives that change week to week. A lot available at your disposal. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. It is best bet time for this Monday, April the 5th edition of the show. Uh, Alex, what do you got for we're going to go with uh, Colorado, Minnesota, first period over one and a half at minus $1.10. Uh, I think Colorado's just been absolutely rolling offensively, uh, especially early in these games. Like I said, a 10 and 1 run, their last 11, uh, including five straight first period over covers and five of the last eight against Minnesota. So uh, take the Wild and Avalanche first period over. It's my best bet. All right, Wild and Avalanche first period over one and a half for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Jimmy, best bet, what do you got? Yeah, you know, before I get to the best betting, too, I just I want to reference something, you know, I saw on Twitter last night, uh, some people kind of giving you a hard time over best bets. And, I, you know, obviously 100 percent back everything you say there. And just for for those out there watching, I know a lot of our guys here in the viewing room, they know who you are. They know the clout you have. But for those that don't, I got to say, I've been in the hockey media business for 20 years now. And during my time, and that obviously led to this gig as well with Ian and Alex, during my time in this business, uh, Alex and Ian are two of the hardest working people I've ever met. I mean, they're, the job they do defines professionalism to me. So for anyone out there who who's, gets mad over best bet, no, we're just trying to provide you something that others aren't doing right now. Not enough people are doing right now. So I think we better just appreciate that. And, we're, you know, we're going to screw up. We're human. But you, you just got to believe that, you know, the trends will, will pick up. And overall, during the course of it, you'll end up on top. So we're here to have fun with you. We're doing our best. And I, I just want to applaud Ian and Alex because they are two of the hardest working people I've been with. My best bet 
tonight will be the game right here in Boston, the over six for the Flyers and the Bruins. Uh, we'll do you better than that. We're five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flyers and Bruins over five and a half, minus 110 uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his best bet. And yes, I appreciate the kind words I do. It's just, uh, yeah. it's just something that had to be cleared up that the best bets, I do this on every show I host across multiple channels, multiple platforms, a best bet segment. I wanted to make sure in my tweets last night that because it sounds like with some of the venom that sometimes gets thrown at you when you lose a best bet from certain people that they've lost their house or something with these bets or they've lost their, you know, their life savings or something. That's not how you should be betting. It's called manage your bankroll and my best bets. And I said this on Twitter, I, I give out a best bet because I want to, it's the way we do the show and people love best bet segments. So we do them. But my best bet wager, my actual personal wager on the best bet is barely, is fractionally more, if any more, than all the other bets that I have uh, during the night in the NHL. So that's why don't go nuts. And when you watch the show yeah. or you listen to the show, take in all the information, take in all the picks, take in all the plays. I want to cash every best bet, believe me. And I try to make it so that I pick my absolute best game every night, but it's just not possible especially in a sport where there's puck luck, there's bounces, there's officiating that can often determine a game with penalty calls that are sometimes marginal, especially in a sport like hockey. Tim Peel. Tim Peel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A Tim Peel uh, incident where he's just looking for a penalty on the other team just because he wants to even it up. I mean, you get all this kind of stuff uh, all the time. So uh, just keep in mind that, you know, the information and the, 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 the whole show is an entirety all the picks, all the plays, all the info you get is worthwhile. And don't just, you know, have yourself tied up and interested and focused and just, you know, hell bent on the best bets. You know, make sure you're listening to the entire show and using all the information uh, we give you and bet accordingly, for Christ's sake. That's the most important part. You know, bet accordingly. Uh, make sure you're managing your bankroll for sure. Uh, that is definitely an important thing. Look, I mean, I, I had seven straight best bet winners on this show about a month ago. I remember it was a great run. I remember I had the Jets plus 165 as a best bet against the Leafs in one game. Uh, so it was a great run. And, you know, it's been, like I say, more more downs than ups the last couple of weeks with them. But, hey, that's the that's what you get with a long season, start to finish, doing it every single day. So uh, that's all we'll say about that. With that in mind, let's see if we can get a best bet winner tonight. Never mind the last month. Never mind all season. See if we can get a best bet winner tonight. And for me, it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights minus 140 against the St. Louis Blues. They're just a better team right now. I like them off back-to-back -back, uh, home losses to Minnesota, a beatable, struggling St. Louis team with a very, very untrustworthy Billy Huso in net. Leonard, I'll put more faith in him right now. Vegas, minus 140 against St. Louis. That'll be my best bet for this Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys Show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. A reminder, we're on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, uh, new, uh 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, new, uh, noon Eastern uh, here on the show, seven days a week. And if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, uh, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast providers. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.
Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.